0: This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode.
1: What's up, 508 family? We are so excited for yet another episode. If you are newer to our podcast family and our community or our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're at, we just wanna say thank you so much for investing this amount of time with us. We really pray it's gonna be valuable to you. A few things I'd like to review is, first of all, the vision for this podcast. First of all, we exist to help people navigate their 20s. The 20s and really those these years are pivotal years for decision-making, uh establishing relationships establishing your belief system and so we want to be a conduit and we want to be some practical solutions uh, and practical teaching we want to give you uh, during this season to make it easier and help you go further faster that being said we want to do three things we want to make sure it's biblical we want to make sure it's cultural and we want to make sure it's practical and so you're going to hear scripture today you're going to get some relevant content especially when it comes to the topic that we're going to talk about obviously you see the thumbnail below and we're talking about fatherlessness, and I understand that we're about to walk into a pretty heavy subject, and so I'd really like to get started almost right off the bat. And so I brought my mom and my dad, who are also my spiritual parents, who are also my bosses, and they sign my checks. So um, I'm kind of you know navigating a lot here. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get a pay raise right now. I'm kidding. That's lightly kidding. horrible nepotism joke, but um. <laughs> I want to um, kind of introduce mom and dad real quick. If you don't know, these are our lead pastors. Mom, Pops, say what's up to the people.
2: We're so glad to be what's here. Thanks for everybody. having us. This is truly an honor. Uh, this is like um, awesome. I As love you know, we just got out, out of our
3: 20s, so we have a lot of relevant <laughs> yes. content for you. We have to think <laughs> way back. <laughs> yeah, like how far back? Oh my gosh. i trying to remember what it was like when we were 20. We were living right around the corner there in our 20s, so like just outside this room. I'm just thinking about that and just how young and dumb we were. Yes. Oh, no offense. That was just
1: us. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. Um, I think there's probably no more sensitive subject. Definitely in our local church. And I would say this is definitely a, a global thing right now mm-hmm. of the subject of fatherlessness. I'm really not having a guardian or a parent or a father to come into your life and really what God designed a father for, you know, we would say one of the three pieces like protection, provision, and then um, there was another one in there. Don't you have it? Is like they're the priests of the Christy. household. Yeah, priesthood. Mm-hmm. So you're the you're the mediator between God and priesthood. them. Mm-hmm. Prophet, you put, pal, <laughs> you can <put> pal, pal, <laughs> <laughs> provider. <laughs> provider is a come good on. one. Um, But what happens if you didn't have that in your life? What do you do from here? Are you just damaged goods for the rest of your life? Well, no, of course we don't believe that. Of course we don't believe that. But people walk through life with kind of that mindset. Is I'm by myself. I'm alone. I'm isolated. And we have heard this story over and over and over and over again. Mm. Um, You guys being spiritual parents, Mm. uh, you guys have that conversation even more than I do. Mm -hmm. And so speak to that a little bit. You obviously recognize that there's an issue in culture fatherlessness Mm -hmm. Um, speak to a little bit what what would you say about it
3: I mean first just because my wife's with me I want to clarify that I think you know a fatherless generation I think you have to look at it through a more parental lens that it's not just gender specific (coughs) Um, doesn't have to just be the male influence I think that there's both gender influences mother and father, so I think we have a massive parental problem. That doesn't mean there's not specifics to those genders or that there might not be a greater emphasis towards that of the father uh, side of it, but we say uh, here at Connect that in the world there's a greater fatherlessness But maybe in the church, there's, Mm. in other words, the father's voice is missing in the world in a significant way in people's lives. Mm -hmm. But in the church, the mother's voice is is missing in a Mm. significant way. So, you know, speaking to like Christians, church people, um, it's really important that you also have both sides uh, in terms of influence in people's lives. So, I just kind of wanted to set the stage, you know, with so that my wife can partner with this conversation, uh, because a lot of what we do. To help the next generation and 20-somethings through uh, navigating all the craziness of that we do together Mm -hmm. we do together Um, and that could be an interesting like dialogue there's stuff where mom can extrapolate get information from people because they just open up to her you know and um, she can she can just kind of figure out what's really going on get the true pulse of a person's life and then she'd be like okay honey um, here's what's up you know what do you think we should do you know and then and then she'll tap into me and just like let's process this thing together and then I might step in in a specific way so it kind of getting down the road maybe a little further than you wanted to go, but we partner in parenting kids yeah we do
2: that still uh, like to to this day um you know I'll, I might talk to the girls about something and then i'll come in and just have dad like hey Dad why don't you drop some wisdom for him you know because <laughs> i'm tapped out yeah, <laughs> you know yeah so it's a, it's definitely a partnership <clears throat>
1: So for the people that uh, are watching right now, my assumption is that because of this topic, uh, we're being a lot more pointed to a specific people group. Yep. Um, You know, I kind of want you guys to act like you're sitting in this conversation. Mom and dad are across, or my mom and dad are across from you. And just what would be some of the first initial things you would say to them as somebody's opening up say This is probably my deepest need deepest desire Uh, Lay the foundation of the conversation. What would be some first of all things they didn't get? And then what would you provide them with like what would what would be their next steps? Where do they go from here Mm -hmm. if they're not involved in community? I'd say the first thing you would need to do is is find a local church like like, God sets the lonely in families in Psalms is what the Bible says. Right. They're in front of you. What would you say to them? So much in there. Well,
3: I, would,
2: I would first just say, if you've experienced <coughs> parental hurt, I know that family hurt can be some of the worst hurt that you have because it affects you from such, a, uh, such an early age, and it affects you forever, you know, if you don't deal with it. And so I'd first just say I'm so sorry for, mm. you know, as a, as a mom... Like, we get it. Um, I've, I've apologized to all of my kids as adults and said, you know, I am so sorry. If there's anything that I did ever to make you feel a certain way, please let me know. I will apologize for it because I want you to be the healthiest version of you that you can be. And, you know, I've had that conversation, mm-hmm. but just apologizing as a parents
3: On behalf of parents. On behalf
2: of parents. We mm-hmm. want you to know that we understand that there is a lot of hurt there and, um, I, I'm just praying that our words today would be like a, a mm. soothing balm on your heart and your spirit and it would just bring you hope that there is um there can be healing just even through this podcast.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I think identification first. Um I think too like we um my wife was probably fathered and parented better than me. Um I have great respect for my parents. Um and there's a lot of incredible lessons. I quote my daddy every Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, in church. And, uh, but there were some gaps, there were some things (laughs) that were were bumpy and rough. Um, But one of the things I remember my dad saying, um, just as a point of identification, his father died when he was 59 years old. And he said um, multiple times to me when I was growing up, um, my dad died when I needed him most. Mm And um, I don't want to do that to you. And this is why I didn't really see this one coming. But my dad is in a memory care facility right now. And when I needed him most, he's not there. And um, I think it's important because um, there's a way to overcome in the absence of an active father and healthy father in your life and um i hope somehow we can transfer that and transmit that you know through some of the things that you prompt son or some of the things that come to us by the spirit but i understand and i identify we do with holes in your heart and gaps that might be there in the different phases and stages of your upbringing but i want you to know that god is a father to the fatherless Amen. there's three types mm-hmm. of fathers in the bible um you have, of course, there's a generational father. The Bible says he's the father. You know, there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's generational fathers that you can have. There is, of course, uh, a biological father that you can have, that's more like the relational one. And then you can have um, God the Father. And so. Um, I think that sometimes we underestimate the significance of what God the Father's role can be in our life because we (coughs) ascribe the relationship we have to our earthly father to our Heavenly Father so one of the first things I would say is that people need to heal their relationship um, with their earthly father so that God can open the doors in a better relationship if with possible father, if possible yeah and that may not be you can go and reconcile or be best friends after that mm-hmm. but you got to get to a place where you can release them
1: cancel the debt and forgive
3: yes. cancel the debt because you definitely forgive. don't want
2: to have bitterness because
1: that will otherwise that everything. will lead you for the rest of your life yep. and honestly you'll see yeah. life through a broken windshield yeah and it'll bleed in into everything. your parenting absolutely yeah. it bleeds in your family, everything. and the very thing you would hate about them is the very thing that you would lead your children with. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I see this um, when by the time we have kids, we realized and recognize a lot of the trauma that we had when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like it's a little too late for some people. So the healing journey, first of all, got, has got to come with acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Like you have to just acknowledge, I'm hurting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, did, I did a message. Um, it's okay to say I have a daddy issue. It's ab- you know, and it's, it's okay. that's that is the first step in the healing process. You have to confront this. It. And you're um,
3: hiding it, but many people can see it. Absolutely. You I mean, really you really not hiding it. You're times, denying. How many times have we been in a staff situation where pastoring people and you or I will say to you <coughs> I think there's 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 some family issue or a father issue or totally. something happens a lot. It's bleeding out and people can't sometimes uh, acknowledge what everyone else can see.
0: Mm.
1: So you yeah, I think that's so important to repeat. You're really not hiding it. It's, it's coming out. You think you might be concealing it, but it, it is very visible.
3: It's affecting all your interpersonal relationships. All of them. All of them. It's affecting so, your confidence. So we okay, have so. to
1: confront this issue. We have to get there. So first I would say acknowledge it. Stop hiding it. Acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to require a lot of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think you have two different responses typically. You have some people that are just so broken and they hold it. And then you have some people who say, I don't need a dad. I'll do it by myself.
2: Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I have a lot of friends that way. Yeah. A lot of friends. And, yeah. and this probably will lean more on the masculine side mm-hmm. than the feminine side. Doesn't mean women don't do it. Right. But sure. I, I have several friends. There's one just glowing in my head right now where he's doing life by himself, white knuckling everything, tough as nails on the exterior, soft and tender and scared on the inside. Very easy to see. I know, I know we all know those kind of people. Um, but you have to confront Mm -hmm. some of that stuff because we all
3: have everybody that's going through that will come to a place (coughs) through pain, Mm. um, through process where you realize you need, um, affirmation, we have talked about this before affection, you know, and, uh, acceptance Everybody has those needs. I put attention Um, in there probably as well. Yeah, attention.
1: You get get that from Jesus' baptism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is my son, whom I love, whom I'm well pleased. I see you. I see you. I love you. I'm proud of you. And um, what was the other one? Affirmation, acceptance. This is
3: my son, whom I love, whom I'm well pleased. Those are three things. This is my son, so you've got approval. whom I'm well pleased, affirmation. Uh, uh, Whom I love, excuse me affection, yeah. who I'm well-pleased affirmation. And the whole
1: reason we're having the conversation is because God sees them, that's attention. Yeah,
3: exactly. The whole yeah. reason is the context of attention. And a lot of what we're trying to accomplish later, uh, right. where God later, one one translation, and he says to everyone when that happened in the Mount of Transfiguration, he says, listen to him. Mm. So then he says, he gives and bestows authority. So a lot of times we're trying to go out with authority before we've had and receive the attention from God and those critical things that a father <coughs> is supposed to give to us so mm-hmm. we run on grit and uh just kind of you know gritting our teeth and white knuckling it like you said but we'll hit a wall and there'll be these big voids and it can produce some very toxic behaviors absolutely
1: mm-hmm. um let, let me let me jump into that so toxic behaviors this will sound extreme at first but i want you to note something i want to share a couple statistics and a couple scriptures so here's here's something i wrote down the number one correlation between high school dropouts teen drug and alcohol use (coughs) um or substance abuse teen pregnancy crime and almost every other societal problem the number one issue is what single mother households or fatherless homes and every listeners every single mass shooter in american history was fatherless It's amazing um there's here's a few scriptures Because I don't want to just sit in the problem, but I think it's important to identify and the the identification principle, uh, where this is such a need in humanity. But I want you to hear what God says about this. And oftentimes, what I was finding as I was studying this is you'll see widows and orphans matched together. Mm -hmm. I I I probably saw fourteen, fifteen scriptures in my Thompson Chain Bible of of correlating scriptures of take care of the widows, take care of the orphans because God has such a heart for this community. He has such a heart for this community uh, because he recognizes that there is a deficiency in their life. So what does he tell uh, essentially through scripture? That the church needs to step up. In yeah, that. That's right. That's so yeah. he literally says, you take care of my widows. You yes. take care of my orphans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're one of those people, I I feel like preaching right now. Come on. Come on preach. If you're Come one on. of those people, I'm telling you the local church, is a remedy yes. yes really i think the sole remedy for so much of that pain right there yes mm-hmm. is you can find spiritual fathers you can find spiritual mothers you can find brothers and sisters that family, can raise you yeah. back to life family small mm-hmm. groups so watch here's a couple here's a couple scriptures psalm twenty-seven ten. for my father and my mother have forsaken me but the lord will take me in what what does what that that verse communicates that humanity has a desperate need for belonging Mm-hmm. mm-hmm is is my father and lover my, my father and, and mother have forsaken me and lover probably <laughs> my father and mother have forsaken me but the lord will take me in psalm 146 9 the lord watches over the sojourners he upholds the widow and the fatherless but the way of the wicked he brings he brings to ruin so the lord watches over the sojourners he upholds the widow and the fatherless james 127 this sounds funny at first but watch watch the turn. Uh, this shows the heart of god james 127 Religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this to visit the orphans and visit the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained So God has such a heart for this community of people Mm -hmm. widows Orphans people without families people without fathers people without mothers God loves you He's looking after you and his solution is Spiritual family. We say this all the time You said this for years dad is oftentimes your spiritual family can outlast and outperform Outperform. your biological family even if you have a good biological family Mm -hmm. your spiritual family can outlast and outperform it so let's let's shift the scene a little bit i I don't think any of us need to be convinced that this is a huge problem maybe the biggest problem in my opinion i would say if there's one thing we could change about america that could change the face of america Mm -hmm. in 10 15 20 years it would be the fatherless homes or the motherless churches Mm -hmm. i think I think if that is the solution to so much of our issues, we don't need to dive down deep into the problem anymore. Let's go to some of the prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Talking about spiritual family, how do you find it? What do you say? Um, What would you recommend as spiritual parents like we I said this in a previous episode, but you guys my biological family, you're also my spiritual covering um but there's literally dozens if not at this point like a hundred people that call you mom and pops Mm -hmm. um how do you get to that relationship because i think that relationship is so healing and then i want to talk about a few expectations of like spiritual family in a minute but what would you say want to say anything first
2: no go ahead formulate my thought first (laughs)
1: um i think that's a
3: broad question um i think that uh, you know our heart you know at connect i just say for us is to be a family we one of our core values is uh, is family we're one big family <coughs> and um it's born out of that you know thing I've said forever is that we can you know bi- a spiritual family can can doesn't always last not perform biological family because I think we all come from some level of dysfunction if we're honest everybody's got issues all guys church got issues and I won't say the joke. You guys know what the joke is. Going. But um, so <laughs> you if we you can an lock and load in a family, in other words, engage, fully engage, mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people miss the opportunity. They, missed, um, they miss what God has for them uh, because they won't commit. Mm. A lot of times, um, you know, we move in, in our relational world. I think it's predominantly a bunch of convenient intersections of people it's just i go to work those are my friends you know i'm here every day at the gym those are my friends but god wants us to go to committed relationships yeah, you know and so if people the people that our experience is the people that commit engage in a local mm-hmm. church then <coughs> I, that with that prerequisite God begins to provide family qualities and characteristics and parental influences in their life. But if you expect that somebody is going to give you the contribute contributions of parents without the commitment of the son or the daughter, the characteristics of a son or daughter, I think one of those is commitment.
1: Share, share that story a little bit. You, you, how many times have people like, well, you're my spiritual father, and yeah, you say.
3: I had this one girl one time. I want you to
1: listen to this, everybody, please, because yeah. this is not just a story this has deep impact behind the scene go ahead
3: yeah she, she there was this particular girl who you know told me that you know you're my spiritual father you're my spiritual dad and um i was thinking in my head there was a lot of things going on in your life that if i told you you couldn't handle them um, i did love her cared about her but she couldn't handle the other side of parenting which the Bible says the Lord chases those he loves, mm-hmm. or he brings tough sometimes love. some tough love, some correction. In. Absolutely. And so um, and she was, you know, doing a bunch of stuff, you know, that was out of God's will. And I didn't judge her, but I knew she was suffering for it. And so I just basically said, hey, listen, when you start uh, behaving like a daughter, I'll become a father
2: mm. to you. Mm-hmm.
3: But right now, you're not behaving like a daughter. <clears throat> and a daughter would listen to what I say. A daughter would respond to the different things that I've already said before differently. And so I think one of the many uh, lessons in life a lot of times is we want something for free or we want something without any commitment to it. We want something without any wow. uh, engagement for Pursuit, it. Pursuit,
1: so, commitment, question asking, yeah. investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: my, my spiritual fathers <laughs> now I, I, I opened in vulnerability, un, uncharacteristically, about my own father. Um, and there has been, there was for years a gap and a the hole uh, there. When I'm running multifaceted ministry and trying to continue to lead the family well, uh, that meant that I was going to have to, uh, you know, do something about it. And so there was a lot of pursuit. Uh, there was a lot of. Um,
1: so it wasn't just you. Did, you obviously prayed for that, mm-hmm. but re- you didn't I just wait. I
3: there was a hole, and I need to pursue healthy people. So you prayed for it. Possibly, yeah. You didn't just think
1: God's going to drop them out of the sky prayed. or I'm drop her out of the sky.
3: Into him on Sunday morning, there they are. There's there's a new spiritual father for me. Or he's going to say, reach out to me, say hi to me. Hello, my son. You are my spiritual son. That doesn't that happen. It doesn't father. happen that way. No, there's a behavior that god honors when you by the way there's a connection here in 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 honor because see a characteristic of a father a spiritual father i'll say is they don't need anything from their son or their daughter Mm. except honor Mm. so the reality is it starts with honor Mm well you get a father or a spiritual mother because you honored, and honor, had <coughs> honor has pursuit to it. Honor has put yourself in a position where they are. Honor has you know what they think and what they say in this situation more than the Instagram guy you're following or the mm-hmm. public personality. Or you can finish their sentences not, and you put their sentences ahead of yours. Like you show honor. Mm-hmm. And then authority is always attracted to honor. It can't, it literally, can't yeah. be ignored. Absolutely, it can't be. They're married. Uh, one of my spiritual sons, he's he's a he's a pastor of another church. He was listen, this is a true story. He was in Australia. His name's Alan Henderson. He pastors My Liberty Church. He was in Australia. This is I'm his pastor now. Um, I can speak in any area of his life, and uh, we have a great relationship with he and his wife Jess. But this is how it started. He was in Australia. I'm in Boston. In case you don't know where where you're, where this is taking place and he knew the principle of honor and so he was going to plant a church in boston felt called to plant a church in boston so he reached her, so he researched to the best of his ability with the connections that he had who are the spiritual fathers in the region of which he by the grace of god discovered i was one of those so he set up appointments with spiritual fathers and i think it was three of them and then when he called he set up a it was skype back then so we're on a skype thing to australia and he presents what he wants to do, what God's called him to do, a vision for his church in our area. And listen, this is a true story. When he's done, he says, "But I won't do it without your blessing." And he bowed like this. Just goes, "So I just, I just desperately need your blessing, Pastor Derek." First time you met? I never, I never met him. I just met him on the camera on the. And listen, as God is my witness, when that call was over, I closed my computer, I folded it in half, and I literally pointed up to to heaven i said god i will help that man whatever he needs mm-hmm. within six months he was living in a house on our property in bellingham massachusetts and the rest is history we've been in relationship for years and years and years but it was preceded that's for somebody out there yeah absolutely. A secret to the acceleration of the spiritual family that you need and it's connected to honor oh
1: man that's gosh so dad that has some depth to it
2: I think even just the the pursuit um, that Alan showed, like that's I think that's one of the things for me is a bunch of my you know spiritual sons and daughters when I see them at church or CLA or just anywhere they will come over to me. They don't wait for me to come to them. They come over to me, Ma, how you doing? You know, and it's it's if I could give you a visual, it's like when there <coughs> is um, a mother dog. We're gonna go like completely. Um, off rails here, but um, a, a dog who's had babies, the mother, if it's feeding time, she just lays down all the dogs, all the little puppies come over to her for mm. feeding time. Mm, that's she good. doesn't, the mom doesn't pursue them. So if I, I we've heard some people say, Pursuit. come on mom, know, gosh, I, I'm waiting for, I'm looking for a mentor and nobody's coming. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. the, what's the saying? When the teacher, no, when the student is ready to learn, the teacher, the teacher will, will appear. appear Appears, yeah. And then the student has to pursue the teacher. Wow. So Pursuit. that's one of my biggest Honor. things. Pursuit. I Honor love Pursuit. when Pursuit. So my, all so. my kids come over to me and, hug me and mom how's, how's it going and they know what's going on in my life and yeah. not expecting me to know everything about all of their lives but i do important
1: we're going to talk about that
2: okay Oh, keep it. no
1: keep going I want, I want you to keep going
2: i, I do know what's going on in, the, on in their life because they've <clears throat> let me know they've pursued me they've voxed me Permission. shout out for voxer But, you know, they tell me what's going on. This
1: podcast is sponsored by (laughs) (laughs) Voxer.
2: How to Um, (laughs) pastor thousands of people at the same time. Because
1: of this partnership, we have gotten a a limitation of $5. (laughs) Exactly. Vox is a very (laughs) effective...
2: anyway um yeah so i i want to know what's going on in these people's lives and sometimes it's just a quick um you know shout out to patients who always comes over to hug me right at cla like Mm, it's a quick thing it's an honor it's pursuit it's i could be in the middle of clearly a, a, a you know conversation with somebody and they'll just come up and just i just want a quick hug and walk away so they're not expecting like I need all this time. Yeah. It's just they
3: won't dominate you at
2: church. Yeah. So maybe.
1: that's that's what I want to touch base on. Mm-hmm. Um, don't yeah. let me forget that touch base on time okay. specifically specifically with obviously a biological father or mother. You're living in the same home, so you're rubbing shoulders with each other often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spiritual family, you can't necessarily <laughs> do that. Right. So let's. I want you guys to think about the expectations mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe defining some of that in a minute, because so, that's very specific and that's mm-hmm. a that's a problem I think people have. A lot of times. But creating a prescription right now. So honor. Yours was pursuit. um, pursuit. I
3: would say realistic expectations. (coughs) Realistic expectations.
1: Um, Also just choice. You you pick somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so before the pursuit, you have to pick. And and that's if you go back to a previous episode where we just talked about um, longevity. We talked about identifying and finding safe people. And so identifying their character this is somebody that i want to emulate their life Mm -hmm. and so proper expectations you're picking somebody and then you constantly pursue them with healthy expectations i think you have a recipe for spiritual family speak to healthy expectations Mm -hmm. because um, i remember a conversation you'll remember who as i start talking where there was a young man in our church and he goes you're my spiritual father and he's getting angry at you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you respond with the same thing you mentioned earlier in the story. Of, in our
2: home, it was in our and, home, <laughs> and he
1: started getting fired up because this young man he wanted a biological family because his family was broken. And honestly, we identified there was there was brokenness mm-hmm. there. It is a it was a tragic story upbringing, mm-hmm. but I do think because he wanted a biological family these expectations were destroying him and so you said you need to act like a spiritual son. Mm -hmm. Speak to some of those unhealthy expectations or what are healthy expectations? I hope this is correct because I've never said this before Devin but I don't think
3: I'm not going to sacrifice my biological family for my spiritual family. Mm. Mm -hmm. Jesus sacrificed his life for those people i i don't so you don't do have that. to yeah. i don't have to do that mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i would say that doesn't mean that i won't excuse me that i won't be sacrificial to some extent but not at the sure. expense of my marriage in my primary family it's because good. that's the model and example for the rest absolutely. of the church absolutely so i have to be careful that i'm not fathering michael more than i'm fathering you
0: mm-hmm. as
3: an example because you're my you're my son my firstborn in whom i'm well pleased (laughs) um approval acceptance thank you so i think that that's one thing that sometimes resets things as well so we're not replacing the biological relationship we're we're supplementing with the spiritual father you know god's your father there's brokenness let's say in your biological father but god provides (coughs) a but god can provide with honor pursuit healthy expectations god can provide a spiritual father or mother in your life to bring um some of the healing to the areas that uh were dysfunctional in your life attention
1: acceptance affirmation approval all those things you can get
3: and Mm -hmm. underneath those if we were to branch out there's a bunch of stuff that the previous things that we said open doors for where you can see things that are custom to you Like, somebody gets to see, Mm. uh, we used to have this girl, her name was Lynn, and she had come from a a broken family relationship with her father, and promiscuity, and never had good relationships with men. And so God really instructed, you know, me like, I want you to pay attention to Lynn. But it was in the context of our family. It was with us together. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Lynn would come over our house, um, and there would be, in a sense, a bargaining. So Stacy didn't have time, to be honest, for Lynn and three hours of counseling and mentoring.
1: And I think that's something you have to just accept. I don't want to cut you off because mm-hmm. where you're going is so important. That is an acceptance thing of, I can't just expect this person to drop their whole life mm-hmm. just to father me. Now, peop- you guys want to. You, yeah. You're willing to. Yeah. As spiritual parents, you're willing to, sure. want to, want to provide wisdom to yeah. the next generation. Yeah. But there has to be not this unhealthy expectation that, you're going to drop everything for me because I didn't get what I, what I was supposed otherwise, to get. Otherwise the tail
3: would be wagging the dog and otherwise the example would be gone. So
1: service. Yeah.
3: So as an example, a way, a way to show honor this this girl will come <clears> over <throat> and she'd be like, I just want to come over and help you in some way. So she'd do laundry, fold laundry with Stacey.
2: That'll get you a mentor, a spiritual <laughs> father, a father. You want to get time with Stacey? <laughs> help with the kids, fold baby. fold some laundry. Facts. And so she'd
3: be there, for, you know, just fold the laundry and then she'd take Mallory out in a stroller and take her on a walk. And then mm-hmm. I watched that and I'm just like, it's amazing. And then she's like, oh, she needs help with her budget. She needs help with her budget. I'm like, and then she'd work on me, like, maybe you could spend some time with her. I'm like, okay, I'll spend some time with her. And so then, two, three hours, one Saturday afternoon, I'm helping her put her on a budget. That girl, where we were doing that, she became the CFO of our entire organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, all she turned all laundry. the financial trajectory of Connect United was inextricably linked mm-hmm. to the investment in a living room of wow. Lynn Jam Ross, my wife in myself. Wow. But it was preceded by, I don't expect them to make time for me. I'm going to try to give time to them. I got time.
1: That is because so of important. That. Because
3: I sowed, I got time back. And then God multiplied it. So much so, healthy marriage, I could go on about our marriage and what happened in our marriage. We mentored her through her whole thing. I found her husband. I literally found her husband and helped her. That sounds a little prideful. But God showed me something about her husband. And he responded, and man, they have a healthy marriage. Wow. But it was all, I was all through this parental thing that they, um, the the characteristics and attributes that they had <coughs> preceded all of that. A lot of it was on them that opened wow. the doors for that. So yeah. amazing. Let stuff me though. so
1: let me review real quick, and then I'll add yeah. one last thing, and and we'll be done. Um, so we're talking on so prescription to uh, the question I wrote out was how do I find my family? Mm-hmm. So honor, mm-hmm. you you. I wrote down pick, but you just pick somebody that you see as a strong character. Mm-hmm. They're safe. There's somebody you want to trade places with. Mm-hmm. So honor, pick, pursuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was another one? Um, healthy expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't
3: expect I, them to spend time with you every single weekend. Sit with you every So that's day.
1: That's healthy expectations from Whatever them place. to you, but yep. also you to them. So For there rent. should be service or yep. serving involved yep. in that. If they're then, giving you
3: more time than their family that's unhealthy
1: mm-hmm, absolutely because you bad. want them to have a healthy family yeah, that's right. otherwise they won't have you a healthy marriage mm-hmm. um my
3: kids were secure because we went on a date night
1: absolutely and so we loved it spiritual we,
3: we, kids will be secure if Stacy and i are put ahead of everybody else so in so good church. Yeah. um
1: i'd probably say last one i'd identify is uh, tell them how you see them uh, we, we use this principle dtr define the relationship mm. Uh, when somebody tells you this, or when somebody tells me that I'm their pastor, mm-hmm. immediately a new mm-hmm. mantle comes on me. Yeah, yeah. Because now I realize that you are not my direct responsibility. I'm not responsible for them, but I am responsible to them. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, is, uh, is it important to define the relationship? Yes, it's critical to define the relationship.
3: I don't think God holds me
1: responsible
3: <clears throat> for people that haven't responsibly communicated how they see Stacy and I. Boom. I just don't think I'm going to stand before God and God's going to say, I hold you accountable for all of those kids there and all those young people there and all the but they didn't say anything. I don't even know if they're committed to our church. I don't even know if mm-hmm. they're engaged in the kingdom. I don't know how, what they think about us. They might like pieces of, I don't, I don't know. Once I know and it's declared or it's communicated, it's almost immediate. There's a change. Mm-hmm. there's a change literally there's people in this room is, that have done that and it's just a change I know and okay mm-hmm, that's different uh, they might declare I feel like I have a call of God in my life ooh I feel responsibility for that or I ask you to pray for us you know I want you to be involved in the decision with who I marry okay mm-hmm. that's a big difference you're my spiritual father I want you to know that well now if they're being if I don't see them for three months that's way too long but if I didn't see them for a, an extended period of time or I thought they were drifting I have an assignment on me now as a father mm-hmm. I have to do something
1: and that's a heavy it. weight
3: heavyweight but Definitely. it's different because they gave me permission absolutely now I'm just reminding them this is the nature of our relationship and this is included in that relationship is that I would father you through this and sometimes it's going to be affirmation which by the way I think there should be a bunch of that whenever you're together mm-hmm. I like mo- most of our relationship with our church when people <coughs> call us pops and family stuff is touch you know, that's why a healthy marriage is so important. But, you know, see where the, we hug the girl, I hug the girls, Deb, Stacey spends, she spends time mentoring young men, super important, but um, you've had a massive impact on the men of our That's side we didn't talk about. It. It's not correction yeah. and just, you know, all that stuff all the time. Most of it is the opposite. It's affirmation. It's just, I, love I love you. Attention. I'm, proud, I'm so of you. proud of you. Yeah. I see you. Do you know how many people have been absolutely, their worlds rock because Stacy said, or I said, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. In a good way. And so we spend a lot of time just doing that, just celebrating people. So it's, good, Dad. It's, so good, Mom. And because of who we are now in the phase and you know, season of our life, those words have weight. Mm-hmm. Those words have a lot of weight. So powerful. And all those things that were missing, God, because you're in a spiritual family and you're fully engaged, God's depositing all those things they didn't get and they're getting healthy. Mm -hmm. And then they'll carry that into the next generation, Mm -hmm. into their marriages and into their families. And I want to say something
2: to those of you who haven't had, you know, who are in this fatherless or maybe even motherless feel, um, is that you don't, I've heard people say, you know, I don't want to have kids because I didn't have a good parent, so I'm not going to be a good parent. But your parents' choices are not your choices. And I have um, a, a dear friend who's a great dad. Ugh! Come on. mom. And he he basically, I asked him one time. I was like, "So how did you how did you become a great dad?" And he said, "I learned what I didn't want to do from my dad. I wanted to be the kind of father that I didn't have." Amen. Come on. He's literally the best father. He's come so on. awesome. He spends time with his fa- his his son and his daughter. He goes to cheerleading games. He goes to football games. He had no example, <laughs> so that cannot be your excuse. Yeah. You, if you've seen it, if you know what you don't have, then you know what you should have, and that should be your choice. So is good. that you can so good, make says. a choice, um, and why. turn something around. Yep. It's it's very possible. Like, yep. you know, I mean, even our kids saw things in our lives as parents that they wanted to do differently, mm-hmm. and that's their choice. They don't have mm-hmm. to go. Oh my gosh, my parents did it this way. I'm. I feel like I'm just doing it this way. Mm-hmm. No, you make a choice, and you you change the you know the next generation they've
3: decided to do everything different no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe not everything no. but um it's, it's a choice that you make so even if you didn't have the best parenting you can be the best parent to your kids Yeah.
1: so good so yeah. good yeah. what a what a powerful plan but that was just crafted and curated honestly a lot of that was not in the notes um but do me a favor Uh, This episode is pertinent to a specific audience And so I'm gonna ask you if you finish this whole episode first of all, thank you I I know it's been a value-add. I'm not even gonna say I hope it was valuable to you I I know that was so beneficial for so many people Would you send this to the person that needs it? Mm. I'm not asking you to send it to everybody Send this to the person that needs it and use whatever influence you have in their life Hey, listen, I just watched this episode this is going to help you so much. So whatever influence I have, I'm just, I'm kind of begging you. Mm-hmm. Would you watch mm-hmm. this and create and craft this plan? Take a couple notes. But more than anything, have a couple of action steps. You need to confront some of these things. Mm. God sets the lonely in families. Yeah. He can provide them to you. But ultimately, you have a responsibility yourself as well. Is to pursue them, honor them, <coughs> define healthy relationships, mm-hmm. define the uh, define healthy expectations, define the relationship. Um, I'm telling you, that's that's just a plan to find your family. Mm-hmm. And we want that for you. We want you to thrive. Again, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. I, I know it blessed you. We're praying for you. We're praying that you find you your guys. family. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to our pastors for coming in so and sharing meeting. all that Thanks wisdom. was so Thanks. healthy. Um, God bless Love you guys. You As always, come on, we don't fear the future. We, we pioneer. pioneer
0: it. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the Five Away Podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way we would love for you to subscribe leave us a like rating or review if you have something you would like for us to talk about we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our youtube channel or messaging us on facebook or instagram last thing if you enjoy this podcast and want to see what it's like to be at an actual 508 service we meet the very first friday of every month and would love to host you to find out when the next service is visit our social media pages and search for the 508 or click the link below for all of our YouTube viewers. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.